Welcome to the Teacher Refresh Podcast, where I, Devin Hike, teacher turned life coach, will navigate the nitty gritty of being a teacher and help you restore your passion for teaching. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode nine of the Teacher Refresh Podcast. I want to talk about why I think teachers don't really open up about falling out of love with teaching and end up ultimately suffering in silence. You often use humor or nonchalant when describing challenges, but don't really disclose all the nitty gritty or, or seek help when those raw feelings come up. I've seen teachers become a little more vocal on TikTok about sharing the problems faced in education, but not much on how they manage those problems, other than with humor and wine night. (laughs) I believe that is because, one, you possibly feel shame about not loving your job, and two, there aren't many opportunities to focus on working on yourself. I've seen many teachers who are struggling with loving their job, but don't say or do anything to improve that internal struggle. And it got me to thinking and questioning why that is. And I thought back to when I was teaching and feeling worn out and overwhelmed and all of the above and thought, thought about why was it that I stayed in that emotional space for so long? And why are other teachers doing that as well? And I think it comes down to two reasons. And the first reason is you aren't aware of how your thoughts and feelings are affecting you and that they can be changed. The day-to-day routine and school drama that you live and breathe just becomes accepted as part of your truth. You drown deep in a pool of overwhelm and burnout from collecting all the evidence of how hard teaching is and accept that's just how it's supposed to be. You may even begin to expect those bad days or become more focused on them and not even realize it's possible to find joy through the tough. And more importantly, you may not realize with all those built-up emotions that you have the power to change some circumstances and the ones you can't, you can change how you think about them. This reason is one that is usually hard to see or realize on your own. You'll just notice something feels off or ick about your job. And it is difficult to see how your thoughts are affecting you when you're so consumed unintentionally by them. That is the power of coaching. You have the opportunity for someone to basically sit with you and watch your brain like a movie in your day-to-day life guiding and bringing awareness to how you are currently thinking, feeling, and behaving, and helping you transition to how you want to be thinking, feeling, and behaving. Coaching helps pinpoint circumstances that are triggering and then helps you regain your confidence to handle those situations. And I will tell you, it's not a one and done thing when it comes to working on these issues. I myself, a certified life coach, still get coached. And every time I get coached, I walk away with such awareness and clarity of how unintentional thoughts have been affecting the things I do or the things I don't do. So if you are noticing something is off about how you're feeling about teaching, I encourage you to try a coaching session and see how it, how transformative it can be. 
The second reason I think teachers don't take action to helping themselves is you feel shame for expressing negative thoughts and feelings about your job. So you avoid processing it at all. Do you remember not so long ago, this little thing called COVID that swept the nation and threw teachers into this uncharted territory of teaching virtually? I mean, what a nightmare that was. And then when we did return, it was masks, sanitizer, shields, distance, all the things unrelated to actually teaching. You were hailed as a hero or a saint. Parents across the country were stating how they could never be a teacher and praised you for what you had to do. It was actually nice to hear those compliments, but sometimes when you're held on such a podium or pedestal, not just by parents, but by administrators, your community, your students, it can lead you to feeling silenced when talking about how hard it feels or expressing the parts of it you don't like. And that focus during COVID and since then has been more on the students and giving them grace and helping meet their needs. So yours may have taken the back burner. You felt you had to show up for them and stopped showing up for yourself. It also becomes difficult to say how hard it is when you think your voice isn't being heard, even when you do share the problems that you face in teaching. When you're hailed as a hero, it's almost like that has to be your identity, and heroes just keep prevailing and taking on the world without complaining about it. You may hold on to those thoughts even more, especially if you live in the community you teach in. You know the ins and outs of all the struggles, but feel shame when talking about it, like you're airing out dirty laundry or something to to the community. You may start thinking and believing you shouldn't be venting or feeling this way. And that is so not true, but certainly easy to believe when the message of being saints and heroes is what you heard multiple times. So naturally, you feel a little silenced when it comes to addressing your emotional needs. But preventing the processing experience and expressing the negative side of teaching will only hinder the good parts of teaching. When you don't allow yourself to feel shame or guilt when it comes to you venting about the struggles of your day, you'll stop acknowledging any negative feeling to come up as well which means you will stop allowing yourself to be a human. And as much of a hero and saint talk that you've heard, teachers are humans first, and you have permission to feel all the negative sides to teaching that you need to. When you resist the negative feelings, and specifically shame, they don't just go away, right? In fact, They actually begin to show up in other areas of your life. For example, a rough day at work that isn't processed may follow you home and show up as a snippy attitude at home uh, to your family, followed by shame from snapping at your family. So it's extremely important to allow those feelings to be there. And sometimes 
That means saying it out loud or writing it down or just allowing the feeling to just sit there for a minute. Awareness, acknowledgement, and acceptance of those negative feelings is the first step to moving forward. And when you understand that you are allowed to feel both positive and negative emotions about your job, then shame will show up less often and you will be more likely to take care of you versus avoiding it. And in particular, I mean taking care of your mental and emotional well-being when you are allowing yourself to be human. You certainly don't want to spend your teaching career feeling full of shame. So the next time you find yourself beating yourself up about talking about how annoyed or frustrated you were with a student, and you think, I shouldn't say this or be feeling this way, I want you to metaphorically (laughs) grab your punching hand, calmly put it down, breathe, and tell yourself, This is part of the human experience. I am allowed to feel any emotion I want. Notice how the emotion feels in your body. Allow it there as long as you want or need it to. Then focus on how you can make that circumstance better in the future. Shame free. You deserve to be able to embrace the bad in order to be able to love the good. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I hope you continue your week showing up how you want. Tune in next week for another episode. Bye, everyone. Hey, if you enjoy this podcast and want to dive even deeper into situations you're dealing with, you have to head over to life-ever-changing.com and sign up for a life coach session today.